The Baltimore Ravens go into Cincinnati with injuries galore, and they beat the Cincinnati Bengals 27 to 24. All that and much more coming up next here on the Slab Edition of Locked On Ravens. You are Locked On Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Ravens, where your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Ostriker of Ravens Wire here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for being here, making Locked On Ravens your first listen each and every single day or evening here as we are here on Sunday evening. We're free and available all podcasting platforms. That includes over in video form on YouTube. And today's episode of Locked on Ravens is brought to you by LinkedIn. Brilliant jobs to find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster, about your job for free on LinkedIn.com slash Lockdown NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash Lockdown NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And we're back here. A live edition of Locked on Ravens, as we always do now after every single game. And this was a good one for the Ravens. They moved to 2-0, beat the Cincinnati Bengals by the final score of 27 to 24. And I have to give myself a little credit for that intro. I, I don't really rehearse my intros. It just kind of, as they come to me, it goes. And that was a little rhyme action. Injuries galore, Ravens 27-24. So a little rhyming in there. But thank you for tuning in. Thanks for making some of your Sunday evening here with me on Locked on Ravens. As I mentioned, we're a five-day week Ravens podcast. So we've got news analysis, updates, everything here for you on this show. Sometimes five days a week, sometimes more as, as we do six or sometimes seven shows a week, depending on big news and game takeaways. You can also subscribe to the show in audio form. If you're listening to this in audio form, thank you for tuning in. If you're here in video form, it's the same show either way. So you're not missing out on anything. You can also, you can also subscribe over on the subtext. We started up subtext a couple weeks ago. It's a new way to get exclusive content for me. Updates, news directly sent to your phone. That link is in the description below. It's in all caps. So you can't miss it. It's another way to support me and my work. And I really appreciate everybody who subscribes. It's been really fun to engage in one-on-one text conversations. We're, we're rolling out more and more exclusive content over there. But what a day. What a day for the not only the Ravens, but Baltimore as a whole. We got already some, some chats coming in. Joey saying, how about them birds? John Lucas saying, I was waiting for this. I appreciate you waiting, John. I'm, I'm here now, and I'm, I'm glad you're here. And also, a stat to kick this off from Evan Rhodes saying, Lamar is 7-1. and one against the Bengals. Let's go, baby. Yeah, that's it's huge. Lamar, and there are a lot of kryptonite pieces. I think if we talk Lamar, we can maybe argue the Pittsburgh defense is Lamar's kryptonite. Well, the Ravens defense has been Joe Burrow's kryptonite for the most part recently. We don't have to talk about those crazy games in 2021, but Mike McDonald in particular has been Joe Burrow's kryptonite. We'll get to all that and more here on the show today. We got Nate the Great saying, great day for Baltimore sports. David Garcia, what's going on, David? He says, yes, sir, Kevin. Get him, big dog. Go Ravens. Absolutely. So we'll get into everything that happened in the game. We'll talk how the Ravens pulled this game off, the, the game flow, the game script. We'll also get into pure takeaways from week two and get into what we can take away from this win, what went really well for the Ravens and what needs to get a little better. And then we'll look ahead for the Ravens, looking at their schedule, some of the other injuries, when guys could come back, how long guys will be out for. So jam-packed episode, let's dive into it. It's, it's really exciting. So just overall game flow here, the Ravens in the first quarter got off to a 7-0 lead. 
The Ravens' defense in the first half was incredible. Joe Burrow had 35 passing yards at the half. He was on pace for I mean, 70 passing yards through the game, which is not totally inconceivable because Joe Burrow against the Browns in week one had literally, literally 82 passing yards. So it could have been, but Bengals' offense got it together in the second half a little bit. T. Higgins torched the Ravens, eight receptions, 89 yards, and two touchdowns for him. But I thought Lamar played really well in this game overall. 24 of 33, 237, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Also was their leading rusher on the ground in terms of carries. 12 carries for 54 yards for him. Gus Edwards had the leading yard total on the ground, 62 yards on 10 carries for him. But Lamar just seemed really calm the entire game. Didn't let anything rush him, speed up his process. But when the offensive line did struggle, which honestly was not a lot, I thought the offensive line played really well in this game. And it's one of the big reasons why the Ravens ended up winning is because all week we had talked, and on this show, if you if you listen to me, it was a huge concern point, which was how is DJ Reader and Trey Hendrickson going to do against this beat-up Ravens offensive line? Sam for Patrick McCarry coming in there. McCarry played great. Jonah Schaefer of the Baltimore Banner put up a, a really good stat saying that I think Trey Hendrickson had no pressures being lined up against Patrick McCarry, which in itself is just absolutely zero or one. But regardless, he was pretty much rendered useless in this. So I feel like for with what the Ravens have, especially on the defensive side of the ball, they have shown that they can stop Joe Burrow. They can stop the Cincinnati offense. Now it hasn't always been like that. Obviously 2021 was a thing, but we have to remember in 2021, they were dealing with a lot of injuries and even in 2022, they were dealing with a lot of injuries and then Mike McDonald came in and still did a great job. But on the offensive side of the ball with Greg Roman, it was well, they can put up points, but it's not going to be super consistent. And I mean, for what the Ravens had in this game in particular, I think it was much more consistent than what we saw in week one. I think week one started off very, very slow for the Ravens offense. They got it together a little bit as the second half went on. In this game, I thought it was mostly consistent production. And that's really what you want in terms of, you know, a, a game overall. You can have these big quarters, but if you go if you go stagnant for a couple, it could really hurt you. And look, that's what it says on the box score. Literally, 7-6, seven, 7-7, seven, seven, pretty much a touchdown every quarter. And that's what the Ravens did here. Receiving-wise, Odo Beckham Jr. leaves the game with an ankle injury pretty early on in the game after having three receptions for 29 yards. So you have Nelson Aguilar actually leading the team and then receiving yards and receptions. Five for 63 and a touchdown for Mr. Nelson Aguilar. We got to put some respect on Nelson Aguilar's name. He was not out there dropping babies like in that uh, that Philly interview that happened a while ago. Say Flowers, another great game. Four for 62, highlighted by a huge 52-yard connection with Lamar Jackson, which to me, th that spin move, he got up and, and did a little spin move because I don't think he was, he didn't think he was touched, but he ended up, you know, looking like Jacoby Jones on that play, but it was a great throw by Lamar, great concentration by Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers, the hands he had to haul in that ball, it like hit him in the face a little bit, then came back to him. So, so that was really cool. Mark Andrews came back five for 45 and a touchdown being Lamar security blanket. I had that really nice 20 yard catch on, what was it, second and 22, 23 late in the game. Justice Hill, three for 12, Isaiah likely one for eight. All, again, shout out to the offensive line, too, for how they performed. Because, I mean, they did a really good job, and I was really impressed with them as a whole. We have uh, Alyssa in the chat saying, love getting one-on-one -on -one talks and subtext. Yeah, subtext is great. Sub subtext has been really cool for me, so be sure to subscribe. The link's in the description below. Dylan saying, how about the offensive line? What a performance. Yeah, I mean, crazy to think that 
a team with DJ Reader who has wreaked havoc on mostly everybody he's played, all the opponents that he's played, you know, even dating back to his Houston days when he's been really good. Trey Hendrickson has been a really home run signing for Cincinnati. Those two were rendered pretty much useless for the Bengals in this game. And the Ravens did do different things protection-wise to bring help over to Sam Mustafer. And there were a couple of holding calls, some which were right and some which were not. There were a couple of phantom ones in there for the Ravens, but I don't know. It feels like the offensive line performs so much better. And that's not saying, oh, well, the Ravens are better without Ronnie Stanley and Tyler Linderbaum. That's not what it is whatsoever. But again, it's just a matter of gelling and meshing and getting the rust off. And that can sometimes be a week-long process. It can be a month-long process. But the Ravens offensive line, I'm feeling really good about them overall. Giants saying those those early mistakes had, had me worried we were going to collapse. Good to see them pull it out. Honestly, John, I'll tell you, I wasn't necessarily worried. When it got down to around uh, nine or eight minutes in the fourth quarter, I kept saying the Bengals are not going to have enough time. They're not going to have enough time to score two times. They had already used an early timeout, and I think it got a little dicier than I expected it to. But, I mean, I, I predicted the Ravens and Bengals' first matchup, how that went last year. I predicted it this time, too, which was really cool. Nate the Great saying statement win today. It absolutely was. This is a team that no one believed in. It was a team that, you know, again, they go into Cincinnati. I tweeted it out. They won without Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Williams, J.K. Dobbins, Ronnie Stanley, Tyler Linderbaum. Odell left the game early. It, all the odds were stacked against them. And I'm not saying like, oh, they didn't have any stars because obviously they did. But they were down a lot of guys and not a lot of people picked them to win. I had I picked the Bengals on Thursday, but that's not my fi my final final predictions come on Friday. We have to do predictions for crossover Thursdays. But my final prediction was the Ravens pulled this game out and, and, and they absolutely did. And Eli coming in saying great win for the Ravens. Glad to see the O-line was good despite the two losses. Yeah, that, that to me is one of the biggest takeaways, which we will get to in the second part of the show. I'll just quickly round out the rest of the stats here. Pure game box score wise Geno Stone was incredible in this game nine total tackles filling in for Marcus Williams the replacement players who came in and replaced some of those injured stars did great Geno Stone had the interception on Joe Burrow it was a 14 point swing essentially that Geno Stone had for the Ravens Patrick Queen eight tackles Roquan Smith five Redarius Washington five Jadavian Clowney if you listen to Crossover Thursday one of the questions was who's the biggest who can make the biggest impact and obviously it's Lamar it always is but I don't like to say Lamar I like to give another player and I said Jadavian Clowney. Everyone was like, what are you talking about, Jadavian Clowney? But, hey, he had a sack. He had a couple of really nice run stops. He played really well in this game. He's been great for the Ravens so far through two games. Travis Jones, Kyle Hamilton, Brandon Stevens also had four tackles in this one. So Ravens pull out a huge win against the Bengals. They end up going 9 for 14 on third down, 415 total yards compared to the Bengals, 282. Held the ball for about six or seven minutes more than the Bengals did, which honestly could have determined the game as a whole. The Ravens' run offense was a lot better than Cincinnati's. They ended up gaining quite a bit more than the Bengals on the ground, 178 compared to 66. Now the Ravens had double, more than double the rush attempts. But, I mean, Joe Burrow just did not look comfortable all game. The defense did what it has done to Joe Burrow recently, which is just make him struggle in so many different types of ways. But coming up in the second part of the show, we will be diving into more takeaways, getting more in the chat, talking about this huge Ravens Week 2 victory over the Cincinnati Bengals. It moves them to 2-0, moves the Bengals down to 0-2. So be sure to stay tuned. Plenty to talk about here on this Instant Reaction Live edition of Locked on Ravens.
But first, this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. And these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stage wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs to find the right people for your team faster and for free. And for me, I've had a lot of good experiences with LinkedIn, whether it has been looking for jobs or, you know, getting my friends jobs. I always I send them jobs on LinkedIn. There's a lot that LinkedIn has to offer. And it's really easy to create a free job post over on LinkedIn Jobs. All you have to do is add your job in the profile, hashtag hiring, frame your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. They have simple tools you can use, like screening questions to make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experiences. So you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. And it's really important to both start and end a year strong and the right team member hiring them could help you do that. That's why small business is great. Linden Jobs, number one, delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Linden Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to fast about your job for free. LinkedIn.com slash LockdownNFL. LinkedIn.com slash LockdownNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is also brought to you by Prize Picks. And if you're looking for daily fantasy sports, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun so many have had winning up to 25 times their money this football season. All you have to do is select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. And there are a lot of things that Prize Picks has to offer. It's really simple to play as well. You can make your picks over there and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They have quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of player and stat types. And whether you picked on prize picks this week, Saquon Barkley going for more than his projected total, maybe a projected total for more than his total, and he probably went under on that. Maybe you picked Lamar for more touchdowns than he had. Price picks offers weekly promotions that lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, price picks discount select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So go to pricepicks.com slash lockdown NFL and use code lockdown NFL for first deposit match up to $100. That's pricepicks.com slash lockdown NFL and use lockdown NFL that code for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, price picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Back here, it's our second segment of this live edition of Locked On Ravens here on Sunday evening, coming at you after a Ravens huge win, huge divisional win, 27 to 24. Kevin Ostriker still here with you. We're going to be breaking down takeaways, getting in to the chat as well. I'll catch up quickly on what we have in the chat. Uh, Nate the Great saying, Zay Flowers for Offensive Rookie of the Year might have some substance. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was one of my bull predictions this year. Every week, and it's only been two, but every week it is looking less and less bold that Zay Flowers could have some serious pull in the Offensive Rookie of the Year conversation. Now, his stats won't tell you he had a huge game. You would probably look at the four for 50, what was it, four for 62 and say that, yeah, probably like an okay game, nothing too crazy. He actually averaged the most yards per catch on the team with 15.5. Again, largely due to the fact that he had that huge 52-yard game, but He's someone that makes an impact. There was a play where he got held by a Cincinnati defender, and that's what Peter King was saying during his column when the Ravens first started up training camp. But so many other people have seen is that Zay is just so hard to defend one on one. It's you, you can't really you can't game plan for it. You have to bring help over. But if you bring help over to Zay, well, who's defending Mark Andrews? Who's defending Rashad Bateman? Who's defending Odell? Who's de- like you know? There are so many different weapons. Nelson Aguilar stepped up. Devin Duvernay, I thought made an impact with his touches. So if you bring help over to Zay, yeah, all right, that's fine. But then another guy's going to beat you. And if you bring help over to somebody else and you leave Zay one-on-one, then you're you're kind of testing your luck. So Zay has had a really strong start to the season. I think he'll continue as long as he stays healthy. And again, hopefully he does. 
Cummings is going to have a really big impact for them. John Lucas saying Gus put in work today. Yes, he absolutely did. John, I totally agree with you. He's someone that just is so consistent. I think he, he to me, has been for a very long time the most underrated running back in the NFL. And part of it is because his north-south running style, I think during his rookie year in 2018, he got called up from the practice squad. And it was very just one-dimensional north-south. He's added so much else to his game, the cutting ability. He's added the the sideline to sideline stuff in the lateral movement that he has has been really good as well. Plus he's, he's added stuff as a receiver. And, and there are different other aspects that every year it seems like he just stacks more and more and more on. But he's a power back. He's hard to bring down, takes usually multiple guys to do that. And I don't know if it's just me, but I feel really confident when, whenever Gus has the ball, or at least when, when you know, Lamar's Mar- turning around and hands it off to him, I feel confident that there's at least going to be a positive gain. I think that he's only lost yards on, I don't know the exact number, but it is very little compared to everybody else. So Gus is somebody that is just so consistent with the football. And that's why I was saying you know, the Ravens had that one drive later in the fourth quarter. It wasn't their last drive, but the Todd Munkin, you know, was getting a little too cutesy with the play calls and it wasn't aggressive. Like it was aggressive some parts and not aggressive other parts. And I'm just thinking, look, this is simple. Gus Edwards is averaging almost seven yards a carry. Just just hand the ball off to Gus and, and, you know, he should be able to more often than not get you five yards on probably two of those three carries. And that's what you need for a first down. So sometimes it can just be as simple as handing the ball to Gus. And and that's what it takes. But a big takeaway for me in this game is that the Ravens offense is slowly gelling and slowly meshing. Still going to take some time. Again, I think expectations for a lot of people when it came to this offense, it was a little different. It was difficult to gauge because you didn't know how fast they were going to click, but in my estimation, they weren't going to just go, boom, they're 100% up to speed. The starters didn't play in the preseason. We saw the rust in week one. It wasn't necessarily a shock to me to see them struggle early out of the gate. But in this game, as I mentioned at the top of the show, it was a much more consistent a much more consistent effort from them, which is what I wanted to see. Now, again, there are some penalties to get that could get cleaned up, some timing things here and there, some blocks. I think the offensive line played well as a whole, but – you know, some things offensive line wise, but again, this is a team that's missing their top running back, missing arguably their top two offensive linemen, depending on where you have Linderbaum and Zeitler. I personally have Linderbaum ahead of Zeitler right now, but again, John Simpson was somebody that had a couple of blown blocks and penalties and that stuff, that stuff getting cleaned up as well. Kevin Zeitler had a holding call and I forget which one, I think the one on Mustafer wasn't a holding call. The one on Zeitler was, but there was some weird, there were some weird calls on this one on both sides. I'm not saying that, you know, the Bengals have nothing to complain about. I think both Ravens and Bengals fans have some stuff referee-wise to complain about. But I don't know. I feel like the Ravens, this is a team that not a lot of people expected to win, and they go out there and, and they make a statement. Dylan saying, great game by Aguilar Flowers and the rest of the receiving group, and it was. I think that with Odo going out, you're, you're kind of wondering, and this isn't like last year, where we all knew the story. We all knew what was going to happen if Rashad Bateman went down. It would be disaster. Look what happened. The Ravens end up with Odell, with Zay Flowers, with Nelson Aguilar. That doesn't happen this year. Odell goes down, you have Zay Flowers to step up. Rashad Bateman's still there. Nelson Aguilar steps up. It's such a different dynamic, not only offensively for the Ravens and what their offensive system is, but personnel-wise with receivers, you invested more in that position because your offensive system was going to be different and everything just fell into place because now you have more consistent production everywhere else. Robbie C coming in here saying two and oh, couldn't ask for a better start. Love to see the O's locker room. <laughs> Hashtag birdland. I'm telling you, Ravens get a huge divisional win. 
The Orioles come back. They beat the Rays on a walk-off from Cedric Mullins. They, they clinched the playoffs. It's been a long time. I'm, I'm probably going to be at some of those playoff games. So I'm excited for Baltimore. I'm excited for the city. This is a sports city. You know, some people, you know, you think about the New Yorks and the L.A.s and all those big-time cities. Well, no, Baltimore is a sports city, and, and we're proud of it over here. So that's huge. Frank coming in saying that was a big statement when it was. I think it put the NFL and especially teams in the North on notice that, hey, you know what? The Ravens have been dealing with injuries for a while now, but this season I just think the roster is constructed differently. And I think the Ravens put that on, on notice today for sure. Dylan saying, can we talk about Geno still running out of bounds? <laughs> yeah, Dylan saying he had a pick six. He did. Could have just cut it back inside and, and would have been, I think, a pretty easy six for him. I, I think he was probably just too excited. And I think there was a Bengals, you know, I guess he turned into a defender at that point. There was a Bengals offensive player in the way but he had blockers and he could have again just cut it inside and made it a pretty easy pick six now I guess at the end of the day it's no harm no foul because the Ravens won but Gino himself said after the game on Twitter man could have had a pick six and I'll find I'm gonna post after this on Twitter I'm gonna find the clip and be like Gino come on man <laughs> but he could have really did have a pick six Eli saying guys are really stepping up this looks like we Got the depth, which is really impressive and fun. And the Ravens don't win this game without depth. You guys point. They don't win this game without depth. Losing Marcus Williams, losing J.K. Dobbins, losing Ronnie Stanley, entire Linderbaum, and not already having Marlon Humphrey, Tyus Bowser on the NFI list too. Without quality depth, you don't win this game. The Bengals struggled for the most part. They didn't in some circumstances, but without depth, you don't win this game. Without Geno Stone, you don't win. You know, without Sam Mustafer and Patrick McCary, you don't win. Without all those guys stepping up, you do not win this game. Odell Beckham goes down. Without Nelson Aguilar, you don't win. So it's not a matter of just, oh, how many stars can you get on a team? It's can you have contingency plans and quality depth players below them? And the Ravens certainly did. Abdi coming in saying we need a pass rush, which is a very interesting point. And actually, that's a good place to to leave the second segment. We'll transition now into the final part of the show where we'll continue talking about takeaways, looking ahead for the Ravens as they have couple of big matchups down the line over the next month. So we'll pick up with Abby's point about the pass rush and a lot more still to come here on this live instant reaction Sunday evening edition of Locked on Ravens coming to you after the Ravens 27 to 24 win over the Cincinnati Bengals. But first, this episode of Locked on Ravens is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. And snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed when you place a $5 bet, that's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including things like spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So if you want to get in on the Ravens action, you know, betting on Zay Flowers every week seems like a pretty safe bet over on FanDuel, maybe Lamar overs as well. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. We're back here rounding out Locked on Ravens live edition on this Sunday evening. Kevin Oshreger still here with you. Thank you again so much for tuning in, being here with me, whether you're listening live on Sunday evening, whether you're listening after the fact, either in video form or audio form. I really appreciate all the support. You can also subscribe over on subtext where it's more exclusive text content from me. It's another way to support me and my work. So greatly appreciate everybody. We're a five-day-a-week Ravens podcast. So we'll be back right here tomorrow, 6 a.m. Eastern time, breaking down more of the Ravens in the AFC North too. It'll be more of an AFC North focus. 
focused show tomorrow, diving into what the Ravens ceiling is in this division. So just a little sneak preview about that one. But let's keep looking at the chat. And we left off with a point from Abdi who said, we need a pass rush. Now the Ravens only had one sack in this game. It was Jadavian Clowney. And it was a good play from him. Now, I think we saw the Ravens get pressure a couple of times on Joe Burrow, but I think it was it was inconsistent in this one. Now, the Bengals offensive line is a lot better than Houston's, and the Houston offensive line was dealing with a litany of injuries. There's, there's no getting around it. But I think it's still a little, you know, Baltimore's pass rush is still a bit of a concern for me, but I think it's it's less of one at this point than it was to start the season. I think Jadavian Clowney's looked better than I anticipated as a pass rusher. I think that we've seen a couple of interior pressures from, you know, just amount of BK and the, the interior looks good. But I will say that it's it's a bit too inconsistent for me. Like the Ravens need to get a bit more consistent and also about just tackling the quarterback, getting the quarterback down. It happened again. And so I, I wish that the Ravens will be able to get more of a pass rush consistently. Hopefully they'll be able to do that against Anthony Richardson. If he plays, I don't know the latest update on Anthony Richardson, but if he plays, the Ravens are going to have to do that for sure. And I know my guy, Dre, he tweeted at me during the game. Another thing that is interesting is the Ravens play their guys off so much. And it's something I've talked about. If you listen to me every day, you know, if you've been with me for a while here on Lockdown Ravens, the Ravens sometimes play their corners like five, six, seven, eight yards off in like third and four situations. And I still have no idea why they do it. It was a thing when Don Martindale was here. It's still a thing now with Mike McDonald. But they, they play their corners off and allows for easy conversions, especially when the Ravens do bring pressure. Now, Brandon Stevens was talking about press, 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 press after the game. And I think that's what they should be pressing more consistently is what I would say. And, you know, I think looking at overall what they had on defense, it was consistent enough. Now, obviously the second half was not nearly as good as the first half. I think T Higgins started to exploit some of those Ravens corners, but look, Rakiasi made a really nice play. Ronald Darby had a couple of really nice plays and he looked really good still. I thought Brandon Stevens was all right in this one. Kyle Hamilton was okay too, but Nick D here saying ESPN a week ago, Lamar's going to need four to six weeks to get it going. <laughs> no, I don't think that's a, that's a thing. Now maybe to fully get the offense up to speed, like hundred percent. Yeah. All the gears are turning. All cylinders are firing. Sure. There's an argument for that, but in terms of Lamar, Oh, he's going to struggle for six weeks and it's not going to be good. Yeah. That, that's, that's out of the question right now. Frank saying the running game was big in this game at the end. Yeah. Just hand the ball to Gus Edwards, right? Average 6.2 yards per carry in this game. The Ravens, you know, despite them bringing in Todd Bunkin, the run game didn't just go away. Like they're not just a bad rushing team now that Greg Roman's not there. So solid for them. Nana Ravens eight saying, or Nana Ravate, excuse me, saying great Baltimore Ravens win. O-line held it down for Lamar to be able to throw the ball and for players stepping up on both sides of the ball. It's true. You know, we talked about it. You're, you're exactly right. Geno Stone, Sam Mustafer, Patrick McCary, Nelson Aguilar, Zay Flowers, Gus Edwards, all these players stepped up for the Ravens in order to win. That was that was the Friday topic, you know, meaning Raven vids. We we chopped it up and talked about who needs to step up in this game. A lot of the depth pieces had to, and they absolutely did that. Emil coming in saying, love the win down here in Puerto Rico. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm, I'm glad you were able to enjoy it down there in Puerto Rico. Prime saying, how about them young defensive backs playing very good for real? Yeah, I, overall as a whole, I was impressed with the Ravens secondary. Now, was not consistent. There were definitely some lapses, and I think as the second half went on, more and more things got exploited. But let, let's let's give some let's give some flowers real quick. Jamar Chase in this game, five for thirty-one on eight targets. Now, yes, T. Higgins cooked eight for eighty-nine and two touchdowns. Right, he was good in this game. Tyler Boyd had a 
decent game, six for 52. But to hold Jamar Chase, who has caused the Ravens so many problems, without Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Williams, to five catches for 31 yards, I mean, you got you got to give credit there. You, you absolutely do. So Nick D saying Ravens played seamless with whoever played. And that's what it is. You got to come in. If a guy goes down, next man up, literally. Just go in there, do your job, and play well. And this was one of the biggest examples of that, and it was really good. Jackson saying, what do you think the leading narrative sports networks have about the Ravens next week or this week? Oh, I don't. It's probably going to be a lot of positive about Lamar, but it's going to be can they hold up? You know, injuries, how far can they go? You know, if there are some negative ones, I would expect it to be more about the injuries and be like, oh, well, the Ravens have all these injuries and they have a couple of big divisional games coming up soon. And, you know, are they for real? And some people will say yes and some will say no, but that's just how the national narrative is for me. I'm very high on what the Ravens can do this season. I have been all off season. If, you, if you've been here with me, you know that. But I think that this was just a statement game to, to show like, yeah, the Ravens are real this year. Not that like, I think a ton, a ton of people doubted them, but there were definitely some doubters there as well. Zewers saying getting out of this game relatively healthy besides OBJ is really important heading into week three against Cleveland. Week, week three is against Indianapolis, but I understand what you're saying, especially because with Odell and Adafi Oye was the other one that John Harbaugh had an update on. But you have Indianapolis, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Tennessee. Like this next month is a huge stretch because I think the Ravens could theoretically end it with one loss. You know, maybe I think they win against the Colts. They maybe drop one of those two divisional games, but that's okay because my thing was look, if they go two and one in the division over the first three divisional games, that's every single divisional game on the road done in the first five weeks. And that's totally fine to have happen to you. So, the fact that they got out relatively healthy, yes, is absolutely important. I'm really glad that hopefully John Harbaugh ended up saying that Odell and always injuries don't look serious. But again, we'll get, we'll get updates on those throughout the week and we'll see. Nate saying, watch the game while not doing my college apps. It was worth it. <laughs> it was, hey, you got you to win out of it. I know if it was a loss, it might not have been as worth it, but glad you're able to watch that and, and not it, it, get, a little, uh, get a little break from the college apps. Zewer saying Kevin Cam. Oh, it's Cam. What's up, Cam? Cam B from Twitter. Shout out on lockdown. Yeah, all right. Cam has been a Cam has been one of the guys who has been with me for a while. So shout out to you, Cam. Yeah, Geno Stone, definitely player of the game for me. One of them at least. Kyle Hamilton, Nelson Aguilar as well. Yeah, I'm catching up on the chat here as we go through. We get a lot of comments, so I'm getting a six days a week Ravens podcast. Yeah, I really appreciate the community I'm building here too. I mean, it's been great. And Cam, you know, you're one of those guys, so I appreciate you as always. And I know. A lot of people picked the Bengals. There's that graphic that's been going around. I tweeted it out. A lot of other people tweeted it out about the Ravens and, oh, well, they're not going to win. And the Bengals are picked by everybody. And look where we are now. The Ravens are 2-0. The Bengals are 0-2. The Ravens have sole possession at this point, the first place in the AFC North. So we'll see what happens with Cleveland coming up. But I'm excited. I'm excited to figure out what this team is and what their ceiling is. But they're showing that even with a couple of miscommunications, a couple of I call these rust weeks. I feel like a couple of rust weeks. They still have so much potential overall prime saying, I really hope they're being cautious with OBJ. I feel, I feel like that's what it was where the injury wasn't too serious. I mean, he played after it happened. It was on the play where he cut in instead of going out or maybe it was, yeah, I was the other way around, but it seemed like it was more precautionary than anything else. So I'm not super concerned. Obviously we'll hear more from John Harbaugh and maybe get a little more from him on Monday, but we'll see about that. Uh, Lo-Fi Blake saying we could win out easily if we stay focused as we are now. I could see them win, you know, for, for the next month. If they can go 6-0 and in the first month, I mean, definitely on top of the AFC for that point. 
And we've seen the Ravens do this before. They've started off really strong to start seasons, and then it's just kind of the injuries have taken over and it kind of collapses towards the end. So, I mean, look, the Ravens have done this before and injuries have happened. What if they do it again and injuries don't happen? It's a lot different at this point, at least now with injuries. Now, hopefully, Linderbaum, Stanley, Williams can all come back soon. Odell and Owe hopefully are okay. Injury report's still a little bit dicey, but we'll see. Prime stream saying Zay Flowers is the truth. Kid is kid is on really good. Yeah, he's he's good. He's really good. I think that he right now at this point is the Ravens probably wide receiver one. You know, like he's somebody that my my bold prediction, if you were here with me, is that Zay Flowers will be the number one receiver on the Ravens by the end of the season. Well, I think we're slowly getting to that point and really figuring it out. That yeah, Zay Flowers, this guy's pretty good. So it's 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 really important for him to continue his momentum. Lo Fi Blake saying through that stretch to Pittsburgh and maybe all season. Yeah, the, the stretch with Pittsburgh too is huge. I, I would probably anticipate them dropping one, but maybe I'm just reverse jinxing. They're gonna go two and zero because I'm reverse jinxing it. Uh, uh Cam saying, did OA get benched or hurt? He got hurt. Um, yeah, we didn't really see a lot of him. We saw Tavius Robinson come. I was kind of wondering because Tavius Robinson was getting a lot of snaps. I didn't see OA out there, but apparently it was an injury, and we'll see what ends up happening. Prime saying Zay Flowers been showing out. Yes, he absolutely has. And Joey's saying, did we only use two running backs this game? Yeah, it was Justice Hill and Gus Edwards. Gus had 10 for 62. Justice had 11 for 41. Obviously, Lamar got his. Devin Duvernay got a couple carries. Zay Flowers got one as well. But no Melvin Gordon in this one, which I think was probably for the best. <laughs> I'm not a, you know, I feel like the Ravens can get by without using Melvin Gordon a ton this year. And yeah, Cam saying Zay is wide receiver one, but receiver two, Mandrews made a difference today. Yes, he did. Middle of the field. The rate. Mark Andrews is one of the best middle of the field players in the NFL. We, we saw that last week when the Ravens struggled in the middle of the field. Andrews comes back and all of a sudden they start hitting, 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 hitting in the middle of the field. So re- really good stuff from Andrews there, who's always going to be the more security blanket. There's no doubt about that at all. But Cam says great content, Kevin. I appreciate you, Cam. And I appreciate everybody for tuning in watching, listening, this live edition of Lockdown Ravens. Of course, be sure to subscribe, follow along, audio form, video form. We'll be right back here tomorrow at 6 a.m. Eastern time with more Baltimore Ravens content, breaking down the Ravens, big one over the Bengals, and so much more. So be sure to stay tuned for that. I appreciate everybody. I'll see you right back here tomorrow on Lockdown Ravens.